Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Fishing for Men with Mac show. Welcome, people. I trust that if you have tuned into the episodes on Islam, that you now have a little bit of a better understanding of what the issues are with the faith and why the Christian community and why the world views Islam the way that it does. Uh, I watched a documentary this week that made me wonder if it won't be a good idea to talk about ghosts on this episode. Um, and that brings up other questions. This topic of ghosts brings up other questions like, what happens when we die? Do we become ghosts? Uh, when people claim they have seen ghosts, have they really seen ghosts? And it brings up the question, well, what is a ghost then? Now, I don't know if you've ever had a question about ghosts. I don't know if you've ever seen a ghost, but I thought maybe it might be quite fun to just look at that. And um, why even why even talk about this on Fishing for Men with, with Mac? Why, why even bring this up? Well, you will be surprised how many people ask this question in spiritual discussions that I have with them. It's one of the key questions that people bring up. Well, when you talk about religion or you're trying to talk to people about life, then the topic of death always comes up. And this idea of what happens on the other side of death always comes to the surface because death is our biggest struggle in this world. The atheists don't have an answer for that. And the religions all have different answers for that. Um, the Eastern religions believe in the reincarnation. The Christian faith and the, the Islamic faith obviously believes in in an eternal life and then you've get you've got the atheists who uh, who cannot explain consciousness and and somehow believe that there's a continuation of consciousness when you die but still believe that when you die it's it's the end of you and if that's the case then there's no purpose or or reason um to to live so if atheism is true then then ghosts simply do not exist because you cease to exist after death so, strictly speaking, atheists shouldn't be believing in ghosts at all. Um, but if we believe in life after death, then ghosts might be a reality, right? One in five people today claim to believe in ghosts and have seen one. Okay, now we want to believe that ghosts are real. Most people want to believe that ghosts are real. I personally don't want to believe ghosts are real. I think it's extremely scary. Um, but most people who want to believe that ghosts are real want to believe they are real because they want to see the loved ones, their loved ones that have died here on earth. Now, one thing is for sure. I don't want to become a ghost one day. I'm not excited about that. Um, uh, to, to roam the earth and trying to figure out where am I supposed to be and not to see food, not be able to eat it. Uh, to see things and not be able to enjoy it uh, with flesh, you know, I don't think I want to be a ghost. So what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to give you a Christian perspective on this question of ghosts and, and just make a few observations and, and draw some conclusions that I think will be valuable to us. So let me just start off and ask this question, what is a ghost? Now, I'm sure you've already sort of picked up what I understand a ghost to be, you know, most people agree that uh, the definition of a ghost is that it is a spirit of a person that has died and can't find rest. 
So it's the spirit of a person that actually lived and it roams the earth. Uh, it slams doors shut at night, stands in doorways at random moments, uh, randomly appears in the middle of the road on a dark, lonely night. You know, you've seen it in the movies, right? You've seen some, I mean, you can go right now, type into YouTube, ghosts that have been caught on camera. And you would find these types of phenomena. You would find these types of photos. And in the photo, it looks like there's this this being, but it's not clearly outlined. Um, so let's let's bring up this question. Do we find such ghosts in the Bible? In other words, do we find in the Bible people who have died and who are busy roaming throughout the earth? Now let's start with Jesus' days. In Jesus' day, the idea of ghosts seems to have been quite common. When his, when his disciples saw him walking towards them on the water, you know the story of Jesus walking on the water, they thought that he was a ghost. Later, after his resurrection, he told his disciples to touch him, to see his wounds, wounds and to see that he's not a ghost because ghosts don't have flesh and blood. So we see already in this that already 2,000 years ago, people had this idea that ghosts exist. Okay, and they even thought that Jesus was a ghost when he was walking on the water. And Jesus sort of tells us that ghosts don't have flesh and blood. But the very fact that the word ghost is in the New Testament doesn't mean that uh, Jesus believed in ghosts the way that we do. And because Jesus um, speaks about the fact that or the idea that ghosts don't have flesh and blood doesn't mean that D Jesus is confirming here that ghosts exist. All right, maybe he was just challenging their particular belief on this issue. So the Greek word used there for ghost is phantasma, which means an appearance. It's, it's an appearance. It doesn't refer to a dead person's spirit roaming necessarily. What we do find is we do find Elijah comes from the dead and Moses comes from the dead and meets up with the disciples in the form of spirits on the Mount of Transfiguration. But the Bible doesn't call them ghosts. The Bible calls them by name. Okay, so that's basically just a brief summary of what we find in the New Testament. Jesus did talk about this idea of a ghost, but he didn't explain what it is. Uh, if, we, if we believe that there's people that have died and that are roaming the earth, we do find that instance in the New Testament with Elijah and Moses, for example, who appear on, on the Mount Transfiguration, but they certainly not roaming around as ghosts. They appear for a purpose. They meet with the disciples and with Jesus. All right. Secondly, when we look at the Old Testament, we see, for example, there's the story of Saul who went to go see a witch, the witch of Endor. Now, Saul was not at a good place with God. He wanted some advice from Samuel. Samuel has already died. He was a dead man, right? And he wants this dead man, Samuel, to come to life and give him some advice. Okay? So he wanted to raise up Samuel and consult him, the man who had already died. So you can go find that story in the Bible. You can just Google it in and go read it for yourself. What is interesting in that story is that uh, Samuel actually does get raised. He actually does come up. And, and when Samuel does speak... It, it really seems like this is legitimately the guy. And what is interesting about that story is that the witch is also surprised that Sam, Samuel actually came up. It's like she's never seen this actually really work. And here this guy is coming from the dead. What is interesting is that Samuel wasn't happy. 
that he had been called from his resting place. So where did Samuel come from? He came from his resting place, which wasn't here on the planet. We believe that is in the presence of God. It was Abraham's bosom, as we read in Luke chapter 16 with the story of the rich man and Lazarus, which we'll talk about just now. So Samuel was not roaming the earth like a restless wanderer, the way that we understand ghosts. Samuel also seems to speak normally. Many times today when people claim to have seen a ghost or whatever, these ghosts are mute. They often don't speak or say anything. So, um, yeah, I, 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 these occasions that we do find in the Bible, um, they don't seem to carry the same idea of the ghosts that we think they are uh, today. These stories do not prove that ghosts, as we understand it, existed in the Bible. Okay, so so here is my understanding. Um, and this is me based on my understanding of the word. And, you know, I might be wrong, but this is what I understand in God's word. Yes, yes, here it is. Ghosts do not exist. Okay, I'll just repeat that again. Ghosts do not exist. Now, before you shout through your earphones, but I have seen one. Okay, and I have spoken to one or one has spoken to me or... Whatever, you know, I had a meal with one, whatever. I wanted you to just hang in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that in a moment. But let me explain from Scripture just two very simple Scriptures. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says that it is appointed unto man to die once and then to face the judgment. So what is the procedure according to the Bible of what happens when you die? You die once and then you face the judgment. Okay, and when you face the judgment, you go to your eternal destiny. So there's no roaming the earth, okay? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8 indicates to us that when we are away from the body, we are at home with the Lord. And that seems to fall in line with Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26. In other words, you're either in your body or you are with God, okay? There's no, you you either in your body or you are with God or you are roaming around like a restless wanderer on the face of the earth. You get what I'm saying? All right. Now, both of these verses teaches us that when you are die, when you die, you are judged immediately and you enter eternity. And yes, the judgment day has not come yet. Okay. Because that's you know one of the big things that probably came to your mind. Okay, but if I die now, you know, Jesus is still coming back at a future date and the whole world will be judged at the same time. So how can I be judged if I die now, but people still continue living on the earth if we're all supposed to be being judged at the same time? Here's the thing. When you die, you enter a zone where there's no time. When you die, you exit time, space, matter. And you enter God's domain immediately. So that second, that second you die could be a thousand years on earth. Okay, but you die and immediately you face the judgment. That's what the text says. Now, to explain this, um, this, this, you die and you enter a space where there is no time. You know, I'm not going to go into details about that. I'll do a future podcast on that. So you are either alive or you are dead. And if you are dead, you are either in heaven or you are in hell. Consider the story of the rich man and Lazarus. I will read it for you. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. 
The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abram's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abram far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abram, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abram replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. So an interesting, just two interesting things here so far. First of all, when you die, you immediately go to your eternal destiny. Number two, if you do go to heaven and you want to be in hell, or you go to hell and you want to be in heaven, you cannot. It is not up to you. And then he says, he answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abram replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. That's the word of God, by the way. No, Father Abram, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So, I mean, th th there's some really interesting things in the story here. Um, lots of things that could be pointed out. But I think what is interesting for me and that I just want to raise here is, is this. The dead, when people have died and they are in their eternal destiny, they can come back to the earth. We see that with Samuel's case. All right. Um, we see that with Elijah and with Moses. And we can even talk about Jesus. All right. So, yes, the dead can come back to the earth, but God has to send them. That is why uh, the rich man here is asking Abraham to send Lazarus. Right. To, 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 to get Lazarus to go back to, to the earth and to, to go bring a message. But not in this story or in anything that I find in the Bible. Do we read any such thing that spirits end up after death somewhere just randomly roaming the earth going up and down and nobody's giving them some guidance as to where they should actually be belonging now in God's story there's always a place for you all right so the spirits of people don't hover around on the planet God has already put them in place but it raises a host of a host of other questions doesn't it what about this crossing over with John Edwards right where With John Edwards, I think it's John Edwards, right? I mean, when he talks to dead people, right? Is he accessing heaven and hell then when he talks to these dead people? Or are these dead people actually here on the earth among us? And, they, and so th that makes ghosts sort of real. So either they're in heaven and John Edwards is talking to them, or they're in hell and John Edwards can talk to them, or they are actually here on earth and uh, people uh, communicate with them. Um, so, and, and, and what about the ghosts that I've seen? If no, not me, but if you've seen a ghost, what about those ghosts? And what about the ghosts that have been caught on footage, for example? I mean, no, I'm, I've already said, I've already said that I don't believe at all that ghosts are on our planet. I don't think they roam around here. I believe the word of God that when you die, you go to your eternal destiny. You don't hang around on the planet. So if John Edwards, and, and sometimes, I mean, this, this cat, he, he really brings up some interesting things, you know, that, you know, I see, I see a lady sitting in a chair with glasses and she's got a red skirt on and she's on a, 
you know, she's on a floor that's painted green and she's got a message for you. And then somebody in the crowd goes like, yeah, that's my granny. You know, we lived in a house with that green floor and my granny always used these. She always wore this red skirt and, and yes, and she had glasses. That must be a message from her. You know, some of these things that he that he says are quite are quite accurate. How do we explain that if ghosts are not roaming around our planet and if we do not believe that people can access heaven? And I, that's another discussion for another day. But John Edwards cannot access heaven or hell. I don't believe that at all. Okay. And so yes, yes, some of my answers. Um, first of all, just to talk about people who say they've seen ghosts and things like that. Um, I believe, uh, and this is my opinion, uh, that people who believe in ghosts generally see ghosts. Okay, now, now I don't know if these ghosts know who believes in ghosts, and then reveals themselves to those people. So if you're a ghost, and you know that 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 Johnny over there, he, he believes in ghosts, so you're going to reveal yourself to him. Or whether people who believe in ghosts somehow can, their eyes are just different to see stuff in the spiritual realm that they can actually see um, ghosts. Or if it is hallucinations. Now, I, I really don't want to criticize people, but generally, I think that people who really believe in ghosts see ghosts. Often, the people who believe in Bigfoot are the only people who actually see him. The same with the Loch Ness Monster. I saw the other day, you know, sometimes you get these these little um, advertisements on Facebook and they said, you know, they, they spotted this guy with, with a boat, spotted a huge creature in the Loch Ness Lake and they believe that that was the, the, the Loch Ness Monster, you know, with these radar things and that. And then I re read the article and then I found out, but this guy with his boat is actually a guy who believes in the Loch Ness Monster. And he goes around that lake the whole time looking for Nessie. Now, the documentary I spoke about earlier about um, people who saw many ghosts, um, that, is, that is the documentary as to uh, about the tsunami that took place in Japan in 2011. Now, I was very interested in watching this because I, I read the description and it said, and I actually, I, I misread it, but I thought it said that many people saw spirit, spirits and strange things before the tsunami hit, as if the spiritual realm was warning them. So that's why I watched it. And then I started watching it and then I realized, no, that's not what it's about. What it's about is that after the tsunami came and something like, I think, 28,000 people died, for months after that, many people saw ghosts, saw their own relatives talk to them. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But as the documentary progressed, I came to realize, and they actually said so, that the Japanese people do believe strongly in ghosts. And I wondered, and I haven't really done the research on this, and I wondered other places in the world where where um, serious disasters took place and lots of people died, whether um, there were also loads of ghost sightings. But it seems like to me that people who believe more in ghosts tend to see more ghosts. And that makes me wonder, is that a figment of their imagination or is it maybe something else? And that brings me to my next point. There are four living things in the universe. There is God, okay? And there are angels, and there are humans, and there are animals. I believe that we can, we can take broadly, all forms of life can fit into one of those four categories. You're either God, you're an angel, you're an animal, or you are a human. So if people say they saw something, and we've already, um, from a biblical perspective, 
decided, well, I've decided that uh, ghosts, well, spirits of people don't roam on the earth. They go to the eternal dwelling. Okay, so if it's not human, um, and if, if, if people say they saw something, who are we to argue? But the question is, what could it be? If it isn't humans, and it isn't an animal, and it isn't God, then I suggest it is angels, angelic beings. Revelation says that there was a great war in heaven and that the cronies of Satan, a third of heaven's angels, were flung to the earth with him. We call those demons. Now, I do definitely believe in the spiritual realm. I do definitely believe in demons. In actual fact, you can't, you can't say you believe in God if you don't believe in demons. I mean, these are in the Bible, okay? And I believe that demons are the explanation for all paranormal activity. And so when people refer to ghosts and maybe they've seen something, I think it's very possible. But I don't think that they saw the spirit of a dead person that is roaming the earth. I believe these demons do roam around. They hang around. They uh, do funny things. They do strange things. They do horrible things. They try to steal our faith. They try to get us to believe in guys like John Edwards. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But you can test this. You want to know where the demons exist? Go get yourself a Ouija board or a Ouija board. I, you know, I, I won't even try that. You don't mess with the spiritual realm. But go call demons and you will see that they are real. But me, I stay away. And this is also why God over and over commanded his people to stay away from fortune telling. To stay away from trying to communicate with the dead. Over and over in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us, don't consult mediums or spirits. Don't try to communicate with the dead. Okay? Why? Because you're actually accessing demons. And today, people really want to communicate with the dead. That is why people love the crossing over with John Edwards shows. And all he's doing is he's consulting demons. I mean, you want to know how can this lady sitting on the porch and the porch is painted green and she's wearing a red dress and she's got glasses on. How, how could anybody know that? How could John Edwards know that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if there are a few billion demons on the planet and they were there when your auntie lived, they surrounded her. They were in her presence on that green porch with the red dress, with the glasses on. Of course, they can communicate that information to people who access the demonic realm. So these things, you know, uh, these shows on, on TV about mediums and things like that. It's just playing with demons. It's consulting demons, the spiritual realm to throw people into confusion of course, these demons know about the intimate details of our lives. I mean, just think about it for a moment. You think that there's no demons around you, watching you? They know where you live. They know what you do. They know your weaknesses. They listen to your words. You've got Christ in you. You've got nothing to fear. You've got nothing to fear when it comes to demons. The only time that you've got to fear demons is when you actually access their world. That's why God over and over says again, stay away from the mediums. Stay away from fortune telling. It's the realm of demons. And it's not of God. It's not of God. So let me just conclude and make a few observations. According to the Bible, 
our idea of ghosts, uh, you know, we cannot find a foundation for our idea of ghosts, spirits that roam the earth. We cannot find that from the Bible. Um, there are no lost spirits of dead people roaming the earth seeking rest. But there are, however, spirits, demons that roam the earth and that could appear in the form of people, animals, shadows, anything, basically. So we need to be aware of that. And here's just a side note. It would be interesting to see how an atheist would experience some of these demon calling games. It might just prove to people the existence of God. You might have a friend that's an atheist. You might be listening to this. I want to challenge you to go play some of these demon games. Go get yourself a Ouija board and go call those demons and let's see what happens. Because I've heard some horrible stories of how that turns out. Now, I have not. I don't have first witness account of this, you know, uh, because I'll never try it. But if the atheist community believes God doesn't exist and, and evil doesn't then either, and the spiritual realm doesn't exist, only what we can touch, well, go play some of those games and Let's, let's talk again after that. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's not be fearful of ghosts. Let's not consult mediums and go to these. I see there's some online mediums who you can consult and they um, can talk to the dead. Stay very far away. You're not going to get the voice of the one you love. You are going to get the voice of a demon. Be very careful of that. Um, we don't have to fear the demons either. Demons um, cannot touch you if Christ is in you. Um, if Christ is not in you, then you might be susceptible to their influences. They do, however, hang around us. They tempt us. They know our weaknesses and they try to, to put some things in our, in, in our way that um, will make us fall and move away from God. Um, so let's be vigilant and may God bless you the rest of this week. Chat again next week. Cheers. Bye.